Welcome to Inner Guidance Daily, episode number 13 with Robin Sarah Stalker, How to Parent Through a Pandemic. All right, first, let me say happy, happy Mother's Day to all my fellow mamas out there. I see you, I hear you, and I created this episode specifically for you. I know we are going through a period in our lives that is completely different than we've ever experienced before. We're parenting through a freaking pandemic. So I wanted to make sure that you had resources. So I invited Robin, who's a certified life coach and a trainee counselor with over four years of experience in private practice. She also has over seven years of experience in mentor work with younger people to help them explore their creativity. She's also a fellow mom. She's a mom to a beautiful, wonderful two and a half year old son. And more than anything, I want you to know that she is passionate about supporting parents to find meaning and fulfillment in their lives. She so beautifully talks to us on this episode about how we are overwhelmed as mothers and fathers. We are overwhelmed and then we burst and then we feel guilty. And it's a cycle that continues over and over again. And it's time that we talk about it. And she offers us resources and tools and things we can implement right now. So then as soon as you hear this conversation, you know, you will have actual support and resources to help you. And one of the things she calls out that I just wanted to highlight here is called conscious boundaries. You're going to learn all about that on the episode. This is the first time you're joining. Welcome. Welcome to Inner Guidance Daily. My name is Lauren. I'm a meditation guide and I'm helping you to connect to your own inner guidance to help you live the life you want to live. And if you're coming back Thank you. I'm so glad you're here. I love that you spend time on Inner Guidance Daily Podcast, learning what's best for you in your life. Okay, so parents, mamas, be easy on yourself. Know that you're truly loved and supported. I'm here to support you. And I love this quote, when you know better, you do better. So take the information from this podcast, do what you want in terms of changing or making adjustments. And when you know better, you'll do better. Okay. Enjoy. And I'll see you soon. Welcome to Inner Guidance Daily. I am joined with Robin. Robin, thank you so much for being here today. You're so welcome. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah. I'm really honored that you're here and you're taking time out of your your life and you know you're a mom of a two-year-old which I very much understand. Is, is he still two? He's he's just around two and a half so between two and three okay yeah I understand what it's like to carve out space for yourself and also just do something else so I really appreciate you being here thank you okay so I wanted to share with the audience how we even got connected and I think it's just a really sweet story and also an encouraging story of when you feel like you want to do something the universe will rise up to meet you it always will you just have to be aware that the universe is rising up to meet you. So um, Robin is a certified life coach and a counselor, and we'll go into more about what you do, and I'll open space for you to share what you do. But um, in the U.S., so Robin is in the U.K., but in the U.S., uh, Mother's Day is this Sunday, and that's when this episode will be released. And I was laying in bed thinking to myself, I really want to provide a resource for moms right now during this time in our world. And I want to be able to have something for them to go to on Mother's Day or after Mother's Day to be able to have a release, get some information, gather truths and wisdoms. And so I was laying in my bed like, 
who could I talk to? <laughs> who is it? And um, I just sent, you know, a really subtle intention out to the universe. Like, this is what I love to do. And then I let it go. And the very next morning I woke up and Robin had connected with me on Instagram and I read through her profile and I was like, you check every box. Like you literally are the exact same person I'd love to be talking to. And I love that story because so many times, so much we get caught up in pushing, you know, this very physical act of pushing to make things happen when it can be so mm -hmm. subtle and it can be so gentle and it can just happen with this intention of you wanting to do something. Um, so Robin, thank you for stepping into uh, a call, you know, this subtle call I sent out to the universe. You happened to be the person who said, all right, well, I could potentially step in, whether you knew that or not. Mm. Um, I wanted to share that story. And I also wanted to, you know, allow you just to tell us about what you do and, you know, what you've been up to for the last decade perhaps of your life and what do you do for to help people okay well, i mean before i say that i just want to say it was um it's it's so amazing how that happens isn't it how it just flows that way and i'd literally just come across your um meditations which really really resonated with me hmm. and i've i've been doing this every day daily and that one was the one i was like right this is the one i'm going to listen to every day oh, so wow. <laughs> you know that was but um yeah, so I'm um, a uh, practicing life coach and a trainee counselor. I'm not yet qualified. Um, and I've done some mentoring in the past. Um, and it's kind of, it, the journey just kind of found me again. It was a flow and um, I find myself here um, kind of in sort of a weird detoured route. Um, I was in music before that, um, but I've always, I've always felt like I wanted to support people and to offer, you know, like a, a guidance kind of position. Um, so when I had my son, um, it was the perfect timing because before that I was kind of working different things, but now he's here, it, it fits really well into my, you know, my lifestyle. Yeah. Um, and so I did some training uh, about a year ago in counseling. Um, and that's, that's something I'm building. Um, and more specifically in the last uh, year or so, I've really focused on parents because that's where I find myself. So mm -hmm. that's, that's, that was, that's how I got here. That's awesome. So tell us a little bit about your son. Tell us, you know, his name, personality, like what, what has happened since you've had your son? So his name is Asher and he's, he's, I love him, obviously. <laughs> I'm his mom. But he, he's got such a, he's so joyful and bright and he, he has a lot of meltdowns, but I mean, what two-year-old doesn't? Um, and honestly, since he came in my life, he's, it's kind of like everything fell together because there was a lot of searching before that. Um, but he's, he's a very happy kid and um, we used to live in London. And so when I got pregnant, we decided we needed to move. Me and my partner uh, wanted to move out of the city. Um, so we, we always wanted to live by the sea. And so where we live is, is called Margate. And um, it's, it's, it's so beautiful. And so we get to walk by the beach. It's, it's just perfect. Um, so he came into my life. And then with him being here, it really solidified the path I wanted to take with helping parents 
you know, because I struggled with the idea of how do I fit the coaching in? I'm a busy mum. It's a lot of hard work. How does it all work together? And so for that to really flow, I had to really encompass everything. And I had to think, well, how do I live and breathe my work? It made sense to just support parents yeah. and to show you as a parent and as a coach and put those together. So yeah, that's how, that's how he, that's, he's a real gift. <laughs> yeah, I absolutely, I totally relate to that. You know, my daughter, <clears throat> she's a three, three and a half almost. And she opened up my world just like for you, you know, you had this experience where you become a mom and your life shifts in such dramatic ways, you know, and then you're thinking, how am I going to integrate my life with my exactly. work and parenting? Um, and you mentioned, you know, that's where you find yourself focusing on is parents. What do you see often in terms of um, where parents are having the most struggle uh, in terms of adapting to parenthood or with their children what is one of the things that pops up for you in terms of the struggles you see mm. so the, the, there's a word actually that comes up um and a lot of my friends will, will say the word and it's overwhelm mm -hmm. i mean everyone's situation is so different but that's one thing that we can all i mean there's several things we can all relate with being a mum, but there's two actually so it's overwhelm and guilt and they i think they come hand in hand um, but the overwhelm is just, especially if, depending what line of your work you're in, and even if you're not working, it, there's just always so much to do. It feels like there's always so much to do. Yeah. And, and how do we, how do we manage that, you know, yeah. on a day to day? I mean, in this, they talk about in the past, we were supported as a village, but now it's a completely different situation but we still have to carry out the same roles. So it's, I mean, it's something I've struggled with so much and still do, but through the coaching and, and the learning, I've learned ways and tips and tricks to, to manage it so that I can find myself in a more centered place. Tell us, tell us what is one, so over, I think you nailed it. I think every single mother listening to this, and if you're not a mom and you know a mom, you know she's overwhelmed. You know it's, um, it's overwhelming the amount of responsibilities and that is not only peer pressure culturally, but then internally we have this, you know, sense that we need to do it all. What, what? What is the tool or the tip that you have learned that has helped you in this space of helping you overcome the feeling of being overwhelmed? Hmm. See, the, the overwhelm kind of goes hand in hand with the guilt. I feel like, obviously, the overwhelm is it's a feeling and feelings come and go. And guilt is a feeling and feelings come and go. But when you're in the midst of it, it's, it's really hard. And if you suffer from anxiety, uh, you know, some people suffer from depression, some people suffer from anxiety, some people not so much, some people more deeply, but it's still intense. And so it's how do you, how do you achieve anything when you're in that space where it's just so, it's so tight and everything is so like, like a pressure cooker. And then we explode on our kids and then we explode on, you know, whoever's around us and then comes the guilt. So I find those two go very much hand in hand. 
And I think mum guilt, you know, as we all know, is, is just, it feels like it's supposed to be something that we experience, but it's really important that we find a way to, to work with it. It's there and we have to come to accept that that, that will always be there to a degree. But we can't just let it just be there and, you know, run the show, you know? So, what was I trying to say? Um, it's the way, I mean, you said, you know, what kind of things can you do? There's so many different things. And the way I work when I work with clients individually is... I work with obviously exactly where they're at. So different things work for different people. But I found for myself, and I, I would assume this applies to everyone across the board, is these days we're just bombarded with stuff, you know, even without motherhood, we're just bombarded. And life is fast. And as you know, in this current pandemic situation, it's really demonstrated, you know, how fast life has been up until this point. So the thing that's really stuck with me, like over and over and over, and I always come back to it, is just to slow down. Yeah, I think that's amazing. And it brings up the point of, you know, so many moms are doing, 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 and there's this act of asking us to be, especially during the pandemic, how do you personally slow down? How do you do that? So, I mean, even taking a pause when you're talking, I mean, we can get into talking quickly and doing everything quickly and, you know, it starts just accelerating. Um, for me personally, just remembering that word, slow down. <clears throat> and I've engaged myself in various practices over the years, but just remembering, okay, slow down. Actually stop. Mm up in your tracks and just kind of take a pause and like empty empty everything out and just be like okay oh right okay right and that's really hard to do when you're in in the moment but if you can remember that that the concept of i just need to slow down i need to strip all the layers off and just bring it right back to basics right and um and you'll find that you'll, you'll see that you've been trying to do so many different things at the same time. That whole idea of multitasking. I need to do this and I need to do that. I think the thing that really helps, because it's easy for me to say, okay, just slow down. Okay. okay, slow down, then what? I've slowed down, I've stopped, but I still have these things to do. And the thing that's really, uh, I find really helpful is to, to have structures yeah like structures for your life or structures for your kids it different people work differently some people love they they don't like structures it's hard to get into kind of like into boxes but if you're going with the flow going with the flow so much if that's working for you fine great but obviously if you're overwhelmed there's something that's not working and it's I suppose it's structures in the sense of boundaries. So I often have to say to myself, when I start, you know, that, that feeling of, oh, it's starting to get very, everything's feeling really heavy. My back feels 
tense, my breath feels short, I'm talking fast. M me personally, I start to try and do everything. Some people like do nothing and they stop, they can't do anything. But my thing is, oh, I need to, right, I need to, everything needs to be in order. I need to clean the kitchen. Every, I start overdoing. I, I now know how to pick that up. And what really helps, and um, there's a lady that I've, I, who's, I would recommend because she specifically focuses on um, play and that aspect of parenting. In fact, she focuses on everything, but she really helped me. The idea that you can create um, throughout your day, have different blocks of time for different types of play mm. and different, you know, because we, we think of like, okay, there's lots of ideas around structuring your day and um, some are more rigid than others. But she really specifically looks at different types of play, like for example, messy play or um, quiet time or focus time. Um, and if you tailor that to what you need as well, hmm. it kind of creates boundaries around what you're doing. Great. So I, the way I've worked for years is actually having a loose schedule. It's more like a flow rather than a schedule. I don't stick to times and hours, although it's useful to have certain times for certain things. Otherwise the day can get carried away, you, can, right. you know. But if you have a certain flow in your day, then you know to put certain things away at certain times. And then it doesn't just come and take over and, you know, just, what's the word? Kind of like, uh, crush you. Yeah. Does that make sense? Oh yeah. You're making so much sense. Okay. So let me just go through some of the things that you're talking about because what you're saying is so important and I think people can gain so much wisdom from it. Okay, there's a few things that you mentioned. Number one, boundaries. Mm -hmm. Now, this is actually something I wanted to talk to you about and intuitively it just became the topic, which always happens. Um, mm -hmm. How do moms set boundaries? How do we do it? How do we do it without feeling guilty? And mm -hmm. how do we know, how do we set a boundary in our lives that works for us as a parent? Okay, so there, there are, there are different boundaries. Um, coming back to the guilt and coming back to the, the schedule thing, that's a boundary in itself. The reason I really love that particular boundary is I think that the overwhelm is created by a lot of the guilt. So you have the guilt, oh, I'm not spending enough time with my son. I'm not doing what I should do as a mum. but I still have to do all these things. And then the guilt is always there. And because it's there, you, you, you don't have the freedom to just get on with your task because you, you kind of always have that in the back of your mind. Oh, I should be doing this, I should be doing this. So when you have those blocks of time um, allocated and you kind of stick with a, a loose flow, by the end of the day, when you look back, you kind of realize okay, I did do this with my son and I did do that with my son and I did get this done and I did get that done. And so the guilt is less because you know you've allocated time for different things. Right. I know, yeah, I know realistically it's difficult. Not everyone 
I mean, for example, me, I work as a, a coach, so I can work from home. But some people at the moment, for example, are working from home, but have a full time nine to five job. Right. It's like, how do you fit all that in? Right. That that's really tough. And, you know, how do I, they might say, how, do, how am I expected to, you know, to have this play time for this or this play for time for that when I have to do my work as well. And I suppose it, yeah. No, it's fine. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say, it's finding ways to, to manage it so that you put a limit on, on things you're doing. Because I'm sure if you really look at it, there are things that you don't need to be doing or that could be limited or pared down or managed a different way. So I think it's, it's kind of like really, really getting honest with yourself and, and taking time out and saying, okay, where am I at? Where am I at right now? What am I dealing with? Um, and what's important? So I sometimes write a list from one to 10. If I'm so overwhelmed, I'm like, I've got so many things to do. What do I need to do? And I write a list and it might be one to 10, one to 20. And then I put the, the first five at the top of my priorities which would include myself, obviously, my partner, my son. And I'll find that there are lots of things that in my day that really don't need to be there, not to the extent that I've, I've allowed it in. Right. You know, for example, you know, a big one, going on your phone, being on your phone. Because if you don't have certain boundaries around it, then there's nothing to say you can't do it in your mind. It's like, well, it's free flow. Okay. I really need to distract myself from feeling the way I feel. Right. I'm going to pick up the phone. And this is subconscious. Whereas if you have a conscious boundary, it's like, okay, I've made a decision that it's not the time for that. And I'm allocating even five, 10 minutes to this. Even if you spent five minutes with your children, just watching them play. Mm -hmm. No, it doesn't have to be hours and hours. This well, makes so much sense. And the idea of having a conscious boundary, I think is really something to pay attention to. So, you know, you, you touch on so many things. First of all, moms are overwhelmed just in general, and now we're in a pandemic. So, you know, take our existing world that the, the pressures that we have to be a mom and also the isolation that moms experience. And now compound that with the pandemic and all the things that are being asked of us, keep your job, stay at home, keep people safe, make sure that they're still finding joy and happiness, maybe somehow make this all normal for them. So all of this, right, it's overwhelming. Mm -hmm. And now you're, you know, offering this resource, this tool of saying, okay, let's look at your life. Let's look at your day. Let's just start there. Let's list out the top 10 things, top five things that are important for you. And you get to create these conscious boundaries around your day. So I love this idea because it's, first of all, it's real. You can really adapt to it. And it's something you're directing and, and deciding for your own life. So if you look at your morning and you're like, I need a slow morning. So I'm going to make a conscious boundary around when my, my you know, child, children are getting awake, that there's this space for them to play quietly. And I also love this idea that you share that play, play, you can create boundaries of your, of your day through play, which adults never think about. And it's really easy for your children to meet you where, where you are in terms of your mind and your state of being when you're in a state of play. So 
now if I'm creating, sorry, I'm getting so excited because this is so cool. Okay. So now if we can create these conscious boundaries in a state of play, your children are going to be like, whoa, okay, mom's actually pretty cool. And I understand what she's doing. I need a slow morning. All right. So I'm going to create this boundary of quiet time. This is a space that we get to all be quiet. Even if it's five minutes with a three-year-old, it's really hard to have anything last longer than really three or five minutes, maybe 10 max. Mm -hmm. But I've set out the con conscious boundary. I've set out in terms of what I want to, to do my life and my day to look like so I don't get crushed, so I don't get overwhelmed, so I don't then explode and then have this guilt and this vicious cycle. So I appreciate so much what you've just said and hopefully I've reiterated it the, the right way, but feel free to share any, any additional information or anything else in terms of conscious boundaries and also adapting to play throughout your day. Mm. And I mean, I can't take full credit for that, that particularly that the kind of different play, uh, play blocks, because that is, um, um, she's called Avital, her website is Parenting Junkie, and she specifically goes into those, those different types of play and that stuff. Um, but I find that very useful within the context of creating boundaries, because it gives you a more specific idea of how to manage that. Uh, so check her out. She's yeah. brilliant. She's really, really good. Um, but it's just, it's just one way, you know, as part of looking at parenting that I honestly find for me, one of the biggest thing is the guilt and the overwhelm. Different parents have different experiences, but from my experience and from people that I've spoken to, um, addressing those really helps address a lot of other things, because if you don't have the space to deal with other things, then, you know, it's, it's just, you know, yeah, that's <laughs> so, yeah. And you, you summed it up perfectly. So, um, that's, I think that's the thing that's most current at the moment because we are within such a confined, you know, a, a space or, you know, structure. Yeah. And I want to talk about that for a second. So we're now in these close quarters with our family. You know, we don't have the same places that we used to go to, to just kind of disperse the energy or, you know, move away from a situation. Children are not in daycare. They're not in school. They're with their families, which has so many added benefits. You know, parents are mm -hmm. parenting together for the first time ever, really. Um, mm -hmm. They're spending more times with their fathers than ever. Um, and the, the, mother do, the mother doesn't have to bear the whole load of parenting. At least, you know, this is very a broad stroke. So, you know, there are different circumstances. But I want to talk about you mentioned um, something about um, in your on your Instagram about the willingness to the willingness to meet your child at their emotional state rather than this sense of resistance. So we're in close quarters. You know, you're you. If you have a toddler at home, you understand that the emotional range is often and can can go from nothing to 180 really quickly. Um, what what is what are good ways to find willingness within or help us understand even the idea of being willing to meet somebody at their emotional state so we all know that when like what you resist like when you anything you resist in life just kind of makes it worse so especially when like you were saying this current situation 
and this like resentment in your own emotions resentment and anger and you know your you and your partner or whoever you're living with are you know not get getting along and stuff there's so many emotions just packed into a small space and so if we're constantly resisting everything that's happening we if we're not able to accept where we're at and what's happening with your children what's happening with people around you what's happening with yourself that adds to the you know the extra strain and there's no flow you can't relax into it so i think when i was speaking in in my post it was kind of like saying it's amazing what happens when you actually say to yourself right i'm i'm willing to welcome these these emotions, these feelings, these experiences to come to me. And it kind of diffuses the intensity of all of that, which again is useful when there is such a high intensity, when you can welcome it in and allow the willingness, the intensity comes down and it gives you more space to then be able to manage it better. Yeah. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Like, as you said those words, my mind was like, Oh yeah, I've been there as a mom where you're like, what's happening? You know, why, why are you so upset? You know, the things that for a toddler and you know, even for like a teenager, if you have like a college kid that's home and who just doesn't want to deal with the life that we've been handed where we can't go to school and we can't hang out with our friends, the willingness, the willingness to accept to allow that to come into your space, that's a game changer. Like a, that's a hundred percent mind shift, mental belief around what's happening for you that you can say, all right, I'm willing to accept this. And then, like you said, you're diffusing the situation and the intensity and you can actually act from a place of love and compassion for whatever is happening in front of you. And I love that concept because often we're like whoa your scary feelings are not something i don't i want to deal with and then we're denying them and that's a whole other story right so i love this idea of offering the opportunity for parents just to be open and willing to accept what's coming in you know from their children and and knowing that they can handle it because mm. you know sometimes you might not feel like you can does that sound no. right yeah, and don't get me wrong, you know, we're not always in a place, we, you know, we don't always want to be willing. It's like, when you're angry, the last thing you want to do is like, oh, fine, you know, welcome feelings in. It's like, it's really tough. It is really tough, but that's when, that's where it's important to make the space. So going back to the boundaries, it's like, if you've got more space in your life and in your day, when these things come at you, you have more space to manage them. Right. So, I mean, in acute situations like that, I might just take myself to the, you know, we've all done the crying in the bathroom thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Or, I mean, I've, I shout at my kid as well. You yeah. know, right. we're, we're all human, it happens. Um, but the, having the intention there, it, again, it's the intention and and maybe, you know, when you do, if, if you listen to Lauren's, your uh, meditation, which is why I love it so much is that you say in the morning one, <clears throat> excuse me, what do you need? Mm. 
right in the beginning of the day, if you listen to that meditation, you say to yourself, what is it that you need? And then that comes naturally to you. And then the second bit is what does your child need? And then that thought comes in and then you let it go. You've set that intention. So if you were to say at the beginning of the day, you know, I, I need to be able to be willing to accept right. my child's feelings, you know, that already shifts things, I, I believe. Right. And setting those intentions in the morning, you know, you wake up in a certain state, you know, maybe you didn't sleep well, maybe the night before the things have bled over for you. Um, you didn't have the chance or the time to release things. And thank you for bringing that up. And it's always so cool to hear somebody doing the meditation and, you know, um, picking up, you know, what the intentions were, even when they were created, but stating those intentions in the morning of what you need. So asking yourself, like, what do I need right now? What do I need in the morning? What do I need in my life? Like you mentioned it's going to come naturally to you. It's not something that's forcing. It's like, I need peace. I need quiet, I need laughter, I need joy, you know, you're gonna, then you can carve out your space and, and those conscious boundaries in your day and, in, and integrate your children into that, you know? Mm -hmm. And then knowing intuitively as a mother, what does your child need to hear from me? I think is a really powerful thing um, because so mm -hmm. often we're caught up in our own head and we're overwhelmed, you know, to this point, to this conversation. There's a lot of things you're thinking about and often you're not necessarily thinking, what does my child need to hear from me? Mm. And so often when I do that meditation, I do it myself. I'm a mom, you know, and oftentimes what comes up is she just needs to hear I love her. That no matter how busy the day is, no matter how many things we're trying to accomplish, no matter how many tantrums, she still just needs to hear, I love you. I love you. I love you so much. So Thank you for bringing that up. I really appreciate that. Mm -hmm. And and yes, I think setting intentions in the morning helps you. And it's and it then you can let it go, and it can just be this subtle mm -hmm. intention that you have. I'm curious and, uh, how you keep your spirits up throughout the day. Okay. What do you do that just really like? Okay, this helps me keep my spirits up. I was just going to add to just a, a final thing sure, to what you yeah. just. If you come to me, actually, that that phrase what do you need what does your child need and when you're in the midst of a, a crisis like that it's actually something that you could you know when you've stopped slowed down right right something's this is not right i need to just come away what do i need right now and once you've addressed that even if it's a one word thing oh i just need to lie down yeah and then what does he need he just needs a cuddle mm. you might just give your child a cuddle and then that's enough or it's not enough or you can't get your lie down but it's just acknowledging what you need in that moment takes you closer to finding a way to you know to meet that need so right yeah I think that's brilliant yeah um okay so what what do I do to lift my spirits um in this current situation mm -hmm. uh, I mean I feel like this won't apply to everyone but for me I feel like things are slight, getting a slightly lighter in the energy. It's just a sense, um, things are easing off slightly. But in the, I'd say a few weeks back, and you know, there were times of real, like real fear and anxiety and mixed emotions. And um, 
I think when this first kicked off, there was a lot of reading the news. Yeah. And watching numbers and talking to people around you about it and talking about this, you know, all the, all the fears, which is, is really important. It's not, you know, you have to acknowledge what you're afraid of, what's happening. But then there comes a point where you need to move on, I think. You know, once you've been through that, you know, that stage. And I think it's totally normal to go through the anxiety. Someone mentioned that um, this uh, process is similar to the process of grieving. Mm. And so there are going to be motions that you go through, anger and sadness and stuff. So, I, you know, I can recognise that in my own experience. Um, so what I, I had to make a conscious decision that it was just getting too much. Again, the overwhelm on top of everything you have to do as a mom, you still got to cook the dinners and you've still got to look after the children and they're even more upset than normal. And I just, again, boundaries. I said, no, that's it. No more, no more, no more talking about this to this extent, no more reading about this. Um, what have I done in the past in, in situations of struggle? You know, what do I encourage clients to do in situations of struggle? And that's to focus on what really matters. Focus what's on in front of you, like right in front of you. Mm -hmm. Of course, you know, it's, it's also important to have compassion for people. I, I did go through a stage of really feeling that, but ultimately you can only control your immediate environment. And so that really helped is to be, I, I'm here with my son and my partner and it's like, okay, well, they're important right now. I'm important right now. Right. There's so much going on out there. But if I was to focus on this, it could, it could actually feel like a normal day. Mm -hmm. And it did start to feel like a normal day. And I think part of that was settling into to this situation. But I think also just shutting out and setting boundaries against certain, certain things. And then, you know, getting more into the meditation um, things that maybe that you've picked up in the past and that you've forgotten, maybe revisiting certain tools um, and just focusing on what you want. Yeah. What you experience, where you want to go, what you can do with what you have in front of you. That really, really helps lift my spirits. Yeah, I can completely relate. I, there was a very distinct point in this whole process where I was like, no more. That's mm. it. I will focus on, you know, making sure that we are safe and I will know the right information to keep me safe, but counting numbers, I remember that was a big thing in the beginning of all of this, like seeing where you are in the country and how you level up to other countries and now you're taking it down to your city and how is your city compared to other cities? No more of that. No, thank you. Um, and I appreciate you bringing it up because I think sometimes, you know, moms are afraid to tell what it is, you know, that we have to be always perfect and we have to have everything together. And it's so refreshing to hear somebody say, this is what I decided for my life and as my family and what's going to lift my spirits and help me is this boundary between me and the pandemic that, mm. you know, that, that there is an, a true boundary. I don't need to bleed this into my life. And I even told my girlfriends, like, I broke up with COVID-19. We are broken up. We have <laughs> broken up. <laughs> that is yeah. an ex of mine and I want nothing to do with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's brilliant. Um, I mean, another really nice thing is that 
um, connecting with people just around you, your local community, your neighbors, speaking to your friends on the phone, speaking to your family, mm -hmm. helping out. That, those things really helped as well. Yeah, absolutely. Staying connected, right? Like staying some sort of connection to people because we're, we're people who need to be connected. We need to be seen and heard and felt. Um, a few more questions for you. I want to be mindful of your time. What is the one book that really changed your life? Oh. Wow. Now that's a big question. <laughs> Maybe you have a few. That's fine too. You know what? There was one book that, that there is one book that really changed my life. And I can't remember the title, but it was by the same guy that wrote, um, I think it's the same guy, you know, men are from Mars, women are from Venus. Yeah, I don't know the author, but I know the book. It's John Gray. Okay. What about relationships? Um, the other book was about, it was more about spirituality and, and I really can't remember it, but that changed my life. I know that doesn't really help because <laughs> I'm not giving you a title. But that one, I mean, if you look at maybe it, his other books. Um, yeah, but what about that book changed your life? What was it? I don't know. I think I must have been at a turning point, but it just really spoke to me. I was just like, wow, I need to read this again. Hmm. I mean, different books have spoken to me at different stages, but that was kind of like before I'd explored. Uh, how do I describe it? Because um a less worldly state of mind and a more spiritual kind of like part of my journey yeah no spiritual is a very broad term but it was kind of like changing my perspective and seeing things from within i suppose maybe yeah without right uh, that's awesome. I think a lot of people have these moments of realizing, you know, they're not necessarily just these robots going to school, working, that they're a spiritual being. Um, I'll look up the name of the book so that we can include it in the show notes. And if it yeah. comes to you, just let me know. I will, yeah. I'll think about that now. You've, you've kind of reminded me of this book that I read years ago, but um, yeah. Yeah, I, I love all those things. Um, what is the advice that comes to you just right now um, in terms of what advice do you have to parents during the pandemic? I think the biggest thing that comes to me is just focus on what's in front of you. And if you can appreciate that, really appreciate that. And if you're struggling, focus on what's in front of you and see what you can do to, to shift things, even slightly, because that will start a process. Yeah, that's beautiful advice, thank you. Yeah, does that make sense? It's, yeah. I didn't go into that, but it's just literally being, I suppose it's being present. It's like, well, right now I'm talking to you. There's nothing else right now. Right. I'm talking to you. Right. And that's done. Then you move on to the next thing. I, I, this is, that's what I feel like this is teaching me anyway, but that allows you to appreciate 
things and especially with your the people around you if you can just focus on that the connection then becomes stronger yeah i think it's beautiful advice and sometimes we think it's going to be complicated whatever the advice is but the most simplest things tend to always be the things that work so you know being able to know be present right and focus in on what is right in front of you which is beautiful advice to give is so relieving because then you're just focusing on what's with you right now you don't have to solve for everything you know that you're thinking about from the past and also moving forward um thank you for sharing that advice i have a really quick question about just in the uk what is it like there i can share a little bit what it's like in the us but in terms of the pandemic like how are people reacting and you know is it is intense there is it is here um it's like i was saying earlier it's kind of easing off now and i've noticed people it feels more normal outside even though the the numbers are still i i every so often i will look at the numbers because i'm in a better place to do that yeah and it's important to stay current you know but only from a, a space of of strength rather than you know fear but um now it's it seems to be easing a few weeks ago it was it was pretty scary yeah really intense actually and i, I would imagine that's the same everywhere yeah. most places um luckily we can still go outside to a degree i mean they've they've said that we need to we can only go out for like a half hour walk oh but really? i don't yeah i mean once a day exercise for half an hour most people haven't really been sticking to that from what i observe but i mean as long as people are, are being sensible and they're not hanging out outside i think the main thing was to stop people from gathering and coming into contact um so uh, there are exceptions. There are some people who are just not sticking to those guidelines, but on the whole people have, but I've noticed people have started to really ease off now. And, and so I, I think from, I think on tomorrow in this country, the, the government are discussing kind of steps to, to okay. start. Easing. Yeah. But um, yeah, so, but I'm, I mean, I'm still quite wary, you know, like, yeah, this not gone away. No, it's still right. just because things are opening up again doesn't necessarily yeah. mean, you know, the virus still exists. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, it's like, a, it, it's, it's finding that balance between staying informed and current, but not going into the fear, too much into the fear and the ins and outs of it. It's right. Like doing sensible, again, what's sensible for you in front of you you know what's just like in life you know what what boundaries do you need to set to stay safe right but without yourself off right totally can, yeah i love that okay so the last question for you this is a question i ask everybody who joins the podcast and it's one of my favorite questions but if you could put one belief in the minds of everybody what would that belief be? Oh. The thing, the first thing that came to me was um, 
that you are loved mm. that everyone really recognizes that they are loved mm. that's beautiful i hope and i pray that everybody believes that and has a moment of being able to connect to that because it is the truth it is absolutely the truth mm -hmm. robin thank you so much for being here thank you for sharing all of your wisdom thank you for being real and honest and giving us real practical things that we can use during this time to not feel so overwhelmed as parents so i really appreciate you being here oh it was my pleasure thank you thank you Thank you so, so much for tuning into Inner Guidance Daily. I honestly feel so grateful and so honored to have you here listening to these podcasts, listening to the episodes, and taking the time out of your life to really make yourself a priority and being able to connect to your intuition and taking the wisdom that you're getting from these guests and taking it into your own life. Share it with your friends, share it with your family, share it with the people closest to you because we all need guidance and it's our responsibility to bring each other into our own well-being. We're all helping one another. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in. And if you're listening to this on iTunes, I would love it if you could leave a review. Let me know what you think and how you feel about these episodes. If you need to send a message to me, you can also reach out to me directly, lauren at innerrebel.co, I-N-N-E-R-R-E-B-E-L.co. If you'd like to stay connected to Robin, you can find her on Instagram, Robin Sarah Stalker, and that's also the name of her website, RobinSarahStalker.com. And if you feel like you are struggling as a parent, you know, you really are just losing, losing grips on the life you really truly want to be living, use her as a resource, reach out. She can do one-on-one -on -one counseling over Zoom or virtually or however you'd like to do it. I really encourage you to do that. Also, if you don't already have a meditation practice, that's okay. No judgment. I do have a resource for you in terms of meditation as a resource and a relief to parenting. I'm a mom. I get it. So I created two meditations, one for the morning to set your intentions for yourself and for how to show up for your children th throughout the day. And a second meditation for at the end of the day when you finally have a moment to yourself. This is for you. You can find both of those on this podcast and also on Insight Timer. Okay, I think that's it. Have a wonderful, happy, beautiful Mother's Day to all the moms out there and everybody who finds themselves in a parenting role. I see you, I hear you, and I'm with you. As always, be well, stay safe, and I'll see you on the next episode.